The following program has been pre-recorded. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, the show for young adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. My name is Zach Jansen. I'm a young adult here in Nashville. We're joined by our co-host, Father Gervon. He is a chaplain at University Catholic and does a whole lot with the diocese here. Uh, we're joined by Mr. Jack Lynch and Kylie Gallerani. Um, it does a lot with the young adults here at the cathedral, uh, leading Bible studies, doing a lot of great ministry. We're here to talk about a lot that they're doing with young adults uh, here in the diocese. Uh, so Jack and Kylie, thank you all for both for being here today. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for being able to take some time in your uh, afternoon to talk with us. Yeah, it's a perfect fit, we feel like, just to find the young adult community. If, if you would please give a quick background about uh, if you want to go one at a time just to say where you're from and kind of what brought you here to the cathedral to do what you're doing now. Um, yeah, so I have been in Tennessee since 2004, grew up in Hendersonville, um, became Catholic in 2019, um, went through RCIA here at the cathedral, um, and then after that was just trying to get involved with young adult ministry um, and started joining the Bible study here at the cathedral in October of 2019. Yeah, thank you. And uh, for me, I moved to Nashville July 2019, so I've been here just just a little bit. Um, I actually am really excited uh, this upcoming July. Uh, I'll be married at the cathedral, um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to finally not having to talk about what wedding colors look best and uh, <laughs> yeah. what um, what what caterers will will not have to ask for my firstborn son in order to actually serve food. Um, but. Yeah, so there, we have those things. Uh, my involvement with uh, the Cathedral of Young Adults, and especially with the Bible study, started in the winter of 2020. Um, I showed up, we were still in masks, and it was the first Bible study I had ever attended in my entire life. Um, I'm, uh, you know, what, what someone told me when I showed up, they asked me, they said, are you a cradle Catholic? But yeah, that that's kind of what what brought me in, and I'm glad that uh, you know I am able to lead the Bible study now. So, but now I see you're leaders of it. But coming into it, I guess uh, a few years ago, what were you expecting out of your first two t- few times? Not so much like what's in, what's what am I going to get out of this if I donate my Monday evening here? What were you looking for? So that's actually an interesting story. I like growing up was I didn't really like Bible cities or church camps or youth groups or anything like that. Had kind of like a repulsive aversion to it. Um, and so becoming Catholic, um, still really didn't have a lot of desire to get involved in that aspect in like community life. And so um, my friend was like, "Hey, there's this guy who's starting this Bible city um, at the cathedral um, this summer. You should start going." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm not interested in Bible study. I'm not going to go do that. Um, And so long story short, she um, ends up like praying this novena for me to basically go to this party that he was hosting in October. Uh, (laughs) And so, uh, so anyway, so I end up going to it and it was super cool. And I was like, okay, well, I'll check out the Bible study and just kind of um, see if I like it. And it was, it was something to do. And especially like being a new Catholic and just trying to just get some basic understanding of Catholicism uh, was really more of what I was looking for when I initially um, started coming to the Bible study. Leading it was a whole other, mm-hmm. a whole other aspect. Yeah, and especially for me too, um, I 
really just did it because I had seen it in the bulletin. But to be completely honest, you wanted a few people who actually read the bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I will, I, pa- I will pass that information please, because we're having this we're this conversation this morning. It's like. Somebody said, hey, was it the bulletin? Like, Nobody reads the bulletin. <laughs> was it the paper them. one or was that the online PDF? Oh, it was paper. One? It was, it was oh the paper gosh, one. Oh my gosh, one of those people. Okay. It was. Listen. I'm going to take a picture of you in frame and put it in the cathedral. Uh, uh, he office. reads the bulletin. But, Do you like him? And this was, this was before the uh, Cathedral Young Adult QR code as Ooh. well. So this was analog. I was reading it and then I showed up. But I remember the real reason why it had called my attention is that when I first started attending mass at Cathedral, to be completely honest, I was intimidated by just just the the place, right? You know, my home parish where I'm originally from in New Jersey is it is it extremely small you know, church, like kind of just like wood finishes, like very, very basic. So I almost kind of felt like outclassed in a way when I showed up to cathedral the first few times. And I remember expressing this to my fiance. And of course, you know, she didn't have the home parish experience I had. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, But I said, you know what? You know, it kind of seems like I'm a bit of an outsider here, even though like I'm just as Catholic as anyone else here. Um, why don't I try to get involved in some type of ministry and see where it takes me? So yeah, it was it was the bulletin actually that that brought me to CYA Bible study. I'm always curious, like what uh, as Father deals with a lot of college students, what they're kind of bringing every day when they're when they're meeting in groups or whatever. What's what's on their minds? Whether it's them looking for happiness and not finding it, or uh, we used a phrase yesterday when we were talking the fact that they're just not alone. On their journey, what are some things that are coming up uh, for people in their twenties and thirties that are that are most on their mind that they're struggling with in a way? Um, well, I can speak for the women, <laughs> just because I deal with pretty much only the women. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them too. It's vocation, right? Yeah. Um, particularly, um, and just you know, what always like wondering if they're good enough. Um, and like when that time frame is going to happen and then also just like wrestling with this job idea right because if they're like i want to you know be a wife and i want to do these things then how can i make career decisions when this is my vocation but i don't really understand um how long i'm going to be in this so that's i feel like a lot of the battle that we deal with and also just like getting to know their catholic faith a lot of them you know are just kind of grappling with this at this age so um helping them along that journey as well yeah yeah, and um, you know what I've noticed with um, a lot of people that have come in and come out of the Bible study, the things that are really kind of on their minds, um, Kylie mentioned regarding vocation, but then also trying to dive a little deeper into faith. Um, I know that when I showed up, it really was what was on my mind was curiosity, mm-hmm. right? Like I had no idea if it was... Um, like an academic, like we read these these verses and then we're quizzed on them. Like I had no, I had no clue what was going on. Um, but for especially some of the regulars that we've had, um, the uh, past you know leadership round that we've been leading, um, I think a lot of them come in basically expecting that same type of community and friendship that they've been able to kind of establish with or without us, which is really amazing. And I'd probably say too, the most rewarding thing with the Bible study or with CYA in general 
is when we finish our normal uh, course of the events, right, where we always finish with uh, the Office of the Compline, with night prayer, with everybody in the cathedral. Yeah. And then we usually stand out, and I'm sure I'm sure Father G and anyone else staying in the rectory is always just like rolling their eyes because there there's this group of young adults just chatting as loud as possible right in the uh, parking lot area. Um, but what I really enjoy seeing there is... Um, the fact that people are connecting without Kylie or I or any of the other leaders like constantly having to like bring them to each other, they're doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. And for me, that means that we're doing a great job creating a inclusive welcoming community so that people feel like okay approaching people that they maybe just met that night mm -hmm. to talk to them and get to know them more. So uh, yeah, that that's something that I really enjoy seeing. I love the point you brought up uh, in the beginning when uh, women are asking, am I good enough? Uh, what are your, your thoughts, Father, on every single young adult seeming to have this pressing question of uh, my career and my vocation that I want an answer tomorrow? Am I going to be married? Do I do this? Yeah, and, and, and I think yeah. that in our society today, we, you know, especially like with the people a little bit, I mean, older than us, is like, okay, I am what I do. You know, so that's why so many priests, like 85 years old, I wouldn't want to get retired because, you know, I would die. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's a, that's a reality right there. That's not it. You know, you are a beloved son and daughter of God, period. It's not what you do, it's who you are. You know, even a vocation does not define who you are. You know, you are first a son of God, a daughter of God, and then you serve the Lord as a married man, as a married woman, or a priest, or a nun, or whatever it is. But the, the, the basic, the essential of the whole thing is, I am a son or daughter of God. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we, you know, and then you take an 18 you know, years old guy or girl that come out of high school, they expected to have everything <laughs> figured out. This is where you're going to school. <laughs> this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's, and as we, we go through we understand that's not it 12 years ago i was selling sushi in brazil and if you tell me that i was you know i was going to be a priest he was like oh sure you know the call of god god's call was there but i was like no I, you know look at my life right now so we just have to be patient i was talking to somebody yesterday this parents both one both their kids one is a, a full, uh, life team missionary and the other one is a net missionary so they it has to be at college in one year. I think it's the life team. And then the net is right after high school. And the parents were like, I'm so glad that they joined this. Because mm -hmm. the opportunity they have to know who they are and serve the Lord. And then they can come back and say, okay, what, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with this? And I think that's kind of a lot of, it's stressful because, you know, if you're 21, 22, and if you go through college and you haven't find it, perfect person you know people start like mm, what is going on with you you know <laughs> and then I was like okay it's three years out of college come on chop chop are you gonna get married what are you gonna do <laughs> and all that pressure you know kind of built up and I was like I don't know I don't know what you know I so that's one aspect and the other aspect is those people who are discerning for the rest of their lives you know like uh, sometimes we have to stop discerning and we have to start doing stuff mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. if you feel that you're called to become you know a husband or wife 
a good point to start is dating. You know, go find somebody to date. It's not, it doesn't need to be a perfect person because perfect perfect doesn't exist. You know, find somebody, you know, and I think you guys, I think especially the guys, sometimes they come like, I'm going to go to this Bible study to find a girlfriend. <laughs> or, you know, I think that. it's interesting that you think the guys come into the Bible study <laughs> to, to do that. Um, like, I know why you're here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the girls are right there. No, no, I'm here for them. Uh-huh. So, but you know, it's kind of that kind of, the, the kind of mentality. And it's just like, we just, you know, keep discerning and keep thinking and get like, let's act. Do you think that this person is something that, you know, somebody's going to work good? Let's try and see and go from there. It doesn't need to be complicated. It needs to be a little bit more. Let's live our lives. I love how you bring up actually making a decision. Uh, I think waiting to discern is, is just, it's pretty funny to me. Like when you see the, yeah, the boy or the girl that you like and you're too too nervous to date. Um, I love how you brought up too, this is like a, a while ago we were talking, even just having a former seminarian, because we always joke that, once you go to the seminary, that doesn't mean that you're a priest. You go no. to, to think about it more. Yeah. Um, I love Jason Everett's analogy is uh, when you have a seed in your hand, is it an apple or an orange seed? I don't know. Maybe you should plant it and figure out what it is. And uh, anyways, yeah, to, to act on the discernment. Um, on a side note, too, I love how you all brought up the curiosity of the people that are, that are coming to the Bible study, um, especially like with, with church doctrine and, and theology. Um, uh, how, how are you... Uh, I don't know if approaching is the right word, um, but having these conversations when people bring up conversa- uh, topics like, why, why do I b- believe this? Why does the church teach that? Do you, do you look for the answers or how do you have that discussion with people? Well, so I would say with the women, it comes off more one-on-one. So yeah. it, it rarely comes up in in like a group situation, right? Um, but if I meet with them for coffee um, or dinner or something like that, um, is when usually when you'll deal with like a lot of the tougher topics, which thank God, because I'm a lot better one-on-one than, than I am in a group mm-hmm. setting. Um, in a group setting, I'm not as gentle as I as I probably would be in a one-on-one situation. But but yeah, I mean, I think it's just really listening to, to where they're at but also it's it's diving into your own faith. The, the better that I am in my faith, the closer that I am with God, the better I can help them mm-hmm. in their in their response um, and in their answer. If I'm struggling with that issue, then I'll, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll look that up, I'll let you know, you know, I'll try to figure that out for you. But for the most part, I find that I'm walking the same struggles or the same battles, and especially as a convert, mm-hmm. I had to really discern a lot of Catholic teaching ahead of time. So I have a lot more, a lot of conviction in that, I guess. But yeah, so being able to just sit with them in their struggle, but also being not scared to give a hard, logical um, response to what they're asking. And I think the good thing about this in the Catholic faith, there is a reason for everything. You know, it's okay to say, I don't know, but I, I mean, sometimes that happened with me. And it's like, yeah, I started as in the seminary, but I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, I go to the catechism, I go whatever, and I can find. But the, 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 the cool thing is that there's a, this couple is coming to you, cat stuff. And, you know, she, they are both Protestants and they are kind of on that, you know, I want to convert. But I think she wants to test me. And find like something that I don't have an answer, you know. Mm. How about this? I said, well, this is because of this. It's like, darn it, you know. <laughs> but it's always like there is a reason for everything, you know. And we have to, we, we can't explain to you why do we do this or why do we think about this. Or, but it's kind of you know like, and it's okay for you to say I don't know, but I will get back to you. Normally, when people start, it's like here's the catechism, like all. <laughs> You know, everything that you're going to need, it's right here. So, 
Yeah, and I find oftentimes they just want you to sit with them in their struggle. And and I know for me, like personally, I, you know, I'm not a super you know book person. So if someone says go look that up, the likelihood of me going to look it up is super unlikely. Right? <laughs> right? But if somebody had said to me, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to figure that out for you, or I, I will, I will do my due diligence and I will, I'll come back and give you that response. Like that means a lot to me personally. So yeah, so I do my best to to try to do that for them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, one of the things that I picked up immediately when I was just a participant in the study is that, you know, because I showed up with no backstory, no connector, no one like was dragging me, kicking and screaming into this Bible study, I really just showed up. What I was able to discern, we could say, extremely quickly from the study is that like, this is a real Bible study. This is not a social event Mm -hmm. disguised as a Bible study. Um, and f- that really gives it a lot of just like respect, right? Because, you know, people um, can often come in with maybe different motives or different things that they want, but this is kind of like what the study is with or without, you know, their continual participation. Um, but when, as far as it comes to, uh, you know, questions or um, like debates, the men are much more likely to um, have a debate regarding anything that we really cover. And I, I enjoy that mm-hmm. because it means that not only is there actual deep-seated care in whatever the debate is about, but that they're willing to make it clear to their peers like what their thought is on a specific thing. When it comes to like, you know, something that comes to my mind is this past month we were talking about the uh, very big theological term from my understanding is the um, hypnostic union of Christ. So it's the idea that Christ was both man and divine. And how can we how can we realize that? How can we comprehend that a person was truly man, but then truly God? Right. And basically, it was funny because I kind of went on this whole tirade about, well, here are the ways that we can see this in these scriptures, and here are the ways that we can see this in the works of Christ and all these other things. And it almost came to a point where where my group, like the guys in my group were like, all right, listen, like, Jack, you did a great job, but... Uh, it's it's okay like it's supposed to be almost like a beautiful kind of mystery like you don't have to <laughs> beat a dead horse with anything like that and i appreciate that uh, because sometimes i need to be reeled in about whatever i'm talking about so um when it comes to questions things like that exactly what kylie said is following up is a really big thing but then also too it's about um kind of figuring out where the question's coming from to begin with so uh, speaking more on your on your leadership, how how has, have your lives changed going from a participant to a leader? Um, yes, leadership has been one of the best things that has ever happened to me, and arguably one of the hardest things I have ever done. And I can only equate it to obviously like I'm not a physical mother, but like I can only equate it to like spiritual motherhood, right? Like it is. Like there has been so much of like a death of self that has had to happen, just considering like obviously driving, um, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to make a smooth looking Bible study, right? And just the leaders that we've had that have stepped up, like, and they'll even say like, I did not realize what I was getting into, right? Because they only see the- We never do. (laughs) 
We never do. And then all of a sudden you're at someone's house and it's like, tell us about your, your journey with Christ. And it's like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so you just like start walking this thing. And, and there's moments where I'm just like, you're like, this is beautiful, Lord, but like, how did I get here? And some days I don't want it. <laughs> um, and and a, lo- and a lot of tears, you know, but then all of a sudden you start to see like the fruit in these people, right? And and so like currently, like I'm sponsoring a girl through RCIA who came to Bible City. I'm, I'm walking a girl, you know, who has been initially came to the Bible City, who was like our first Bible City person, um, who's now getting married. And so like journeying that, like journey with her. And so you can start to see like the fruit of all of the labor that has gone in over the course of like, I don't know, for me, like a year and a half at this point. But like, I wouldn't change it. And I was telling somebody recently, I said, I, I in the hard days, I like try to remember, I'm like, in 15 years from now, in 20 years from now, if you look back on this phase of life, like, what are you going to miss about this phase of life? And I'm like, the Bible study. Like, that's what I, if I look back on this phase of life, like, while it is challenging some days, it brings me so much joy and so much life, but I think that that's what happens when you serve out of yourself uh, and you die to yourself. I mean, yeah, I want to follow up on that, but that was that was really uh, that was really good. I mean, definitely for me, it was uh, a much more realistic um, expectation from like the idea that we can usually lie to ourselves pretty well, and it's much harder to try to lie to yourself but then also show up to a bible study where like other people are relying on you to be able to lead them Mm -hmm. um and one of the ways that practical ways that um i as a cradle catholic right have actually worked to give back to the bible study is actually reading my bible um every day and another thing too that we've worked into the Bible study is actually using physical Bibles. Um, something that we started with were kind of printouts of the Bible readings, of the scripture readings that we would cover that night. But ultimately that was really kind of obviously designed as a grab and go on the move experience where when you're using the scripture, especially a lot of guys in my group, what they want to do is they want to see, especially what we do is we cover the gospels on Monday night that will be said for the following Sunday mass. Mm-hmm. So it's not the only time that the young adults are actually engaging with that gospel. And what my guys will do is that they'll they'll see the gospel that we're reading, but they want to know the preceding and they want to know the, the one after, they want to know the reading after, they want to know where it falls in in Luke or where it falls in in Matthew. And we're able to do that very easily by, by actually diving into the actual scripture. Um, so it's held me accountable for sure. Um, another thing too is that it's opened me up to things that, you know, I never really thought I would be involved in outside of this. So, you know, uh, currently I'm a Knight of Columbus uh, here at Council 544. We actually were planning a pilgrimage for uh, March 19th. So if anyone uh, wants more information, let me know. Um, But I've got Knights of Columbus. I'm currently on Exodus 90 right now. Um, So, you know, none of those things I would have ever thought to do if I wasn't actually honestly involved with the Bible study. So and I know that Bible study is kind of the main foundation of the Cathedral Young Adult. Can you tell us a little bit more what other activities that you guys have? 
Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So one of the things that uh, Cathedral Young Adults really prides itself in is that um, we are not a, a extremely academic organization. We're not an extremely social organization. We're not an extremely, um, I don't know, I guess you would say... Uh, outgoing organization. We are all of those things combined. And the reason is because um, when you get involved with CYA, really our bread and butter, the way that you get in touch with the community here is through a email chain where once a month you get an email with several different events of varying, I guess you would say, genre. So if you are an outdoors person. We go out and we do hikes. Uh, Kylie and I were just talking about, I fell in the Ocoee River a few months ago doing whitewater rafting. I, I kind of saw Jesus then. I mean, so, you know, we, there's always cool things to do if you're an outdoorsy person. If you obviously are more intellectual or you really want some faith formation, the Bible study is amazing to be able to go do. Um, and if you, you know, want other things to be involved in, there are plenty of other people that are involved in other cathedral ministries that are involved in in CYA. Where can people go to find more information about uh, about your group and then what times and dates and locations where that, you are at? That, that's a good question. If you ask me, I'd say the bulletin. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a prehistorical thing that some parishes you have. But if you are, you can go to the uh, cathedralnashville.org and there is a PDF, yes, a PDF of the bulletin there. Yes. And you find a QR code for the events. Right. Um, yes, and we do, as Jack, we were talking earlier, um, we do joke and call ourselves the Eternal Bible Study, um, meaning that it just take, it takes place every Monday at 630 um, in St. Albert's Hall in room 305 at the okay. cathedral. Um, it's been constant since 2019, summer of 2019, almost every Monday. I think we maybe missed one Monday in yeah. all of that time. So um, it's always happening, and so anybody is welcome to pop in there. Come to Mass at 530. And then that's right. That's right. Afterwards. And, and, and exactly on that too, um, we would be remiss if we did not bring up our deep gratitude towards Father Eric, Father Nick, and Father Javon for the things that they do with Cathedral Young Adults, and often sometimes even sitting in on our Bible study. It, it really brings us a lot of a lot of blessings. There's no doubt about it. Oh well, thank you, Jack and Kylie, for sharing your testimonies about the ministry that you're doing here. We appreciate it. Of course, thank, thank you for having us. Thank you for your time. So remember everyone, Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. Uh, here at the Cathedral in St. Albert's Hall, um, just about every single Monday night. So if you're a young adult listening uh, here in Nashville, wherever you're driving from, uh, consider that as, as part of your Monday night, what, what, what you can give back and find the community uh, to know that you're not alone. So thank you to everyone in our listening audience. Remember, you can find our show uh, wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. We're also on WB or Nashville Catholic Nashville CR dot org, and you can find us uh, on your radio on Thursdays at 11 a.m. on 100.5 FM. Special thank you to Father Gervon and, and Jim Crow doing a lot with our show. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm.